Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. L. Gray, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Philip Gilfus, sitting in the center chair this week, but actually that's that's kind of a lie. Um, I have, as usual, my co-hosts, Darren and Daniel, and, and you're probably wondering why I brought you to Holodeck 3, guys. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not really my favorite Holodeck, considering all the times we got locked in it during the Borg excursion. You Safety's off. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, you know, Darren. It may not be your favorite holodeck, but it's O'Brien's favorite holodeck. So maybe you should just give it a break. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure it'll be the first one to get its little antechamber, you know, lobby. So, all right. I, I was just thinking about Bridgemates and Team Free Enterprise, and I don't know how to break it to you guys. I mean, loser is the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> wow, so, that's, that's pretty much how you're breaking it to us right there. And, and I thought about it. You know, What's the problem? What's the issue? And I think the issue is, I'm going to be frank, you too. I think I need to split you two up. I think you two just don't work together as a team. I think <laughs> well, wow, that bodes better. well for our Jeez. podcast, Philip, that we I, all I would have say together. that the only constant in our losing is the host was the same every time. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. Right. The very, um, you know, fair tribunal that everyone seeks for guidance he's sounding like you <laughs> and and i'm just thinking maybe we should split you guys up and have you compete against each other for a change that way we win either way. <laughs> we're guaranteed to win <laughs> unless we tie or something <laughs> so are we now team split enterprise like i don't know how this saucer separation and... initiate <laughs> guys you saw second chances you know how this works so for that, I'm going to uh, a, a computer activate program Gilfus 42 Alpha. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Encounter at All Good Things. It is the first Star Trek The Next Generation based game show panel on a podcast that asks the hard questions, seeks the hard truths, and is what happens when I can't think of an episode topic. And on Darren's team tonight, you know her from Trek.fm's Voyager podcast, To the Journey, Bridgemates Team Lizard Babies, and as a talking dolphin who rides a skateboard. <laughs> Alert the sensors and hide the vodka. It's Charlene Schmidt, everyone. Howdy ho. Good to be here. Also, have you ever made a really clever joke and now needed to become a t-shirt design to sell on Redbubble? Here's the man for the job, Trek FM's chief designer, co-host of Saturday Morning Trek, and the most mentioned listener of Earl Grey, it's Aaron Harvey. Hey, I don't want to do a t-shirt anymore. <laughs> you know, you should no, make no, no, that as you. a t-shirt that says, I don't want to do t-shirts anymore. <laughs> Get on that, Aaron. That should be the last one. Right. We he ever illustrates do. himself. <laughs> <laughs> and on Daniel's team tonight, what's that? There's a new theory that Beverly dyed her hair in Star Trek First Contact as a way of declaring her true love for Jean-Luc. There's only one person who can decide if that adds up. From the podcast Anomaly Supplemental and Trek FM's Women at Warp, it's writer, lightsaber expert, and Disney enthusiast, Sue Kissenweather. 
I've read that fanfic. <laughs> you mean oh, Danfic? <laughs> Being on convention panels, check. Interviewing Trek celebrities, check. Trips to Paris, Iceland, and Switzerland, check. But my bucket list can't be complete without first appearing on Earl Grey. It's Shoes and Starships blogger Amy Imhoff. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. All right. Those are the teams. Now let's play a game about TNG that I just made up. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Excellent. First up is Don't Look This Up on Memory Alpha. For Darren's team, have a listen to this. You've made a decision to leave the ship. I must. Why? The energy in the vortex wants me. You're certain? Yes. It's an entity. A life form which recognizes the Enterprise as an entity with me as its brain. And it wants me. Shuttle Bay 2. What's your other option? This is our only chance. If I leave... Maybe distracted long enough for the Enterprise to escape. You're wrong. If you leave, the Enterprise will be destroyed. Don't you remember? You saw it happen. If I don't leave the ship, then the Enterprise will be destroyed. If that's true, then help me. We want the same thing. We both want the Enterprise to be safe. But there is a piece of information I don't have. What is it? It's me. You! When you say it wants you, you mean it's still you, only you, and it's not me. You're confusing me. We're almost out of time. We must get to the shuttle. What was the other choice? We can't fight. We can't escape. We can't go forward. No, no. We can't go forward. That would destroy the Enterprise. Is that it? Was that the other choice? I must leave. No. Captain Picard! I cannot allow you to leave. Before we can go forward, the cycle must end. That was season two's Time Squared. But what happened for the first time in this episode that would occur five more times throughout the run of Next Gen on TV and film? Was it A, a main crew member grows a beard? B, the Enterprise is destroyed? C, Wesley is told to shut up? Or D, a character kills a version of themselves? Okay. My, so d- we, we talk amongst yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we talk correct? amongst ourselves and then we decide the... Uh, so I'm kind of leaning towards the Enterprise is destroyed because yeah. that kind of sounds like something that would happen five times. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it has nothing to do with the clip itself, so that makes perfect yeah. sense. The beard one, I have no way of counting. Eh. Maybe my second choice would be the... Um, the what's the word? Number it's of... It's a character, uh, character killing, killing itself. But, but that actually really doesn't happen... That often that I remember a version well, of the Enterprise show yeah. gets destroyed a lot. So yeah, that's... five times I can't recall that. So I'm with you. I would say I would, B. well, you got well, you got the ones with the crash with the Bozeman. You have this one. You have um, technically it gets destroyed in um, the one where it's everything's all slow down. Oh yeah, um, the, yeah, with the Romulan. 
So that's at least three right there. So I'm pretty sure it happens yeah. at least two other times. Well, oh, all in good the things, um, all good it? things, yeah. all good things, and okay, so that's my vote. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I'm no, with you. No, okay, totally. so we're gonna no, go no, with. Sure. Um, people know you. People know you from the podcast world here on Trek FM, but our listeners may <laughs> yes. not know about another <clears throat> enterprise that you have. Would you like to tell the listeners about profane handmade products? I mean, I would tell them. Oh, nice. Is this a game show product? I mean, placement? I would tell them, but I'm not actually allowed to say half the product names on this family friendly podcast. Oh, that does limit the uh, the options there. All I will say then is that, yeah, I do handmade products. I make body wash and body lotion and bath bombs. Go to either Profane Handmade in my Etsy store, or you can go to ProfaneHandmade.com and check it out. And I have delicious, divine scents, a wide array, everything from fresh-cut roses to lemon vanilla cupcakes. And can you also tell the listeners about the public drinking problem you have on YouTube? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I w- it's not a problem. I can quit anytime. <laughs> and in fact, I have quit for f- several weeks now. I'm going to do them as seasons where I do tutorials. And what I do is I make something for the first time. So say uh, I'm going to make lip balm. I've never done that before. And what I will do when I do it, I will find a tutorial, find a recipe that I want to follow. And as I do this, I'm going to get very drunk. I drink a little bit beforehand, and then I drink during the tutorial. And, of course, things go happen because, A, it's the first time, and, B, I'm inebriated. So it's a lot of fun. And um, does it help to be drunk during Times Squared? I agree. Yes, definitely. So, Darren, does your team have an answer? Yes, we are going with, I think it was option B, the five times the Enterprise is destroyed. You're right. In this episode, the Enterprise is destroyed for the first time, which subsequently subsequently occurs three times in the episode Cause and Effect. An alternate version is blown up in yesterday's Enterprise. And, of course, the demise of the NCC-1701D in Generations. Hang on. I'm already throwing a wrench in your plans, Philip, because I'm going to contest this. In cause and effect, it's destroyed at least three or four times. No, that counts as one. No way it counts as one. That's we get from this. Morgan Bateson's perspective. It only happens once. <laughs> all right, all right. I won't. I won't. Fight. So Morris Hurley, who died last year, wrote the episode Time Squared. He said, "Quote: We've seen a lot of people do time backs and forwards and jumps around. They're always coming back five hundred years or a thousand years. Nobody ever really comes back six hours." Six hours is what fascinated me, end quote. You know, I agree with Mr. Hurley. I would love to go back just a few hours in time, though that's usually the result of me rewatching Nemesis. <laughs> Ouch. All right. For, for Daniel's... He also didn't follow science fiction very much, because that actually happens quite a bit, but... <laughs> and he's dead, Aaron. Maybe not in Star Trek, yeah. yeah. In other things. All right. For Daniel, Sue, and Amy, take a listen. You sent for me. Ah, yes, yes. Mm, Now, we're brewing pochine, but we need to find a way to heat it without this bloody ship firing bloody lightning bolts at us. You can obtain spiritus liquors from the food dispensers. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, no, no. It's not that synthahol billet that O'Brien offered me, is it? No. If you wish, it can be real alcohol. Good. 
with all the deleterious effects intact. Mm, oh, Sam, as it should be. <laughs> you see, lad, every moment of pleasure in life has to be purchased by an equal moment of pain. Whiskey! No bite. Jaha, salute. said about the moment of pain. Well, it is about to begin. That was another gem from season two with Up the Long Ladder. But what scene was deleted from this episode and later included as a season two Blu-ray extra? Was it A, a satisfied Riker returning to the bridge after his romantic encounter with Brenna O'Dell? B, Data punching out Prime Minister Wilson Granger after the clone leader steals Riker's DNA. C. Worf kissing Dr. Pulaski at the end of the Klingon <laughs> tea ceremony. Or D. A marriage ceremony between a young Bringloidy women woman marrying three Mariposan men. I have no idea. <laughs> Look, it's, it's season two, so I'm really of no use to you here. <laughs> You know, I on went on the Blu-ray. I don't have the Blu-ray. <laughs> I, w- I went. I have to those old the, school DVDs. <laughs> I went to the uh, the Fathom event for season two, right? Mm. And they had the awesome deleted scenes and all of this restored footage and stuff. But it was for important episodes, like Measure of a Man, <laughs> <laughs> and so it, we didn't get to see. Oh, in the theater, I saw that. Th- I went into. Yeah, I saw the. Yeah. I saw it in the theater too. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'm, okay, so I think that. The question becomes: What is the most likely thing to have happened? Yes, I think it's I don't a. think Data would punch anybody. No, no, no. and I don't think Worf would kiss Pulaski. Pulaski no. no. <laughs> so, so we're stuck between uh, Riker being satisfied and a polygamous wedding. I'm gonna I think, say I, I think Riker. I'm gonna say Riker. Yeah, let's go with Riker. Uh, yeah, Riker. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, because he's satisfied in almost every episode. <laughs> so I mean, it just makes sense. It's true. True facts. True facts. Uh, we're gonna go with down. the law of large numbers, Philip, and pick A, uh, Riker. Okay, so when you say you're down with Riker, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, well, now, Su- that's another story. Now, now Sue, uh, this this is your first time on Earl Grey. Are you are you enjoying yourself? Uh, yes. Other than having to watch season two episodes. <laughs> now, you, you do a lot of podcasting and, and writing and going to cons. And rumor has it you also do the occasional cosplay. Mm-hmm. So what's been your favorite cosplay? Um, I'm going to make it not funny and be honest with you. My favorite cosplay that I have ever done, uh, I did last year at Dragon Con and wore to the Terry Pratchett Memorial Panel, and I was dressed as uh, Lady Sybil from the Discworld books. And it was a really emotional memorial panel for for Sir Terry. And it was really cool to be with a bunch of people 
who who loved his work as much as I do. All right. And what what is what has kind of been your uh maybe not as worked well as you thought it would cosplay? Um <laughs> One that I get weird looks for, but I wear anyway, is when I dress as Liz Lemon. Oh, I love Liz Lemon. <laughs> Complete with, with Snuggy and Night Cheese. Yes. Working on my Night Cheese is the best part. <laughs> and have you ever cosplayed as the Beverly Crusher Jean-Luc Picard romance? <laughs> I'm not sure how you would cosplay as the romance, but I'm going to think about it. Oh, it's oh, it's very easy. Uh, it's uh, it's. You from... need like a little Picard, and just be like, mm, I have a little Picard, a little stuffed Picard. He's in the other room, and just need to like kiss him. <laughs> all right, Daniel. Does, does your team have an answer? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're we're definitely going Riker all the way. Yeah, for sure. All Riker right. for well, sure. Riker does go all the way. Oh yes. <laughs> Every time. Oh, my. <laughs> well, you're right. Yay! In Act 3, Riker's, 20, in, in Riker's Act 3, man whoring pays scene, off. William T. Riker <laughs> returns to the bridge after his encounter with Ms. Odell. Trek Corps' commentary of the deleted scene is thus, quote, This scene's removal was probably for the best. It serves little purpose other than to confirm what was already shown in the previous scene in Riker's quarters, and bringing the episode to a halt just to have Riker smirk to the viewer seems unnecessary, end quote. You know, this episode has been criticized by Irish Americans for presenting gross stereotypes of their <laughs> culture, and Ronald D. Moore said the episode was, quote, terrible beyond terrible, end quote. <laughs> you know, Dang. I don't think anyone will argue with that too much, uh, other than to just all, also add, and we also agree, season one's code of honor never, ever, 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 ever happened. Agreed. Agree. I don't even know what that episode is. Because so say we all. That's the um. <laughs> it's the, a Klingon the, episode. Yeah. It's a Klingon one with the it's death bad. cry. With the, with yeah. the like sticks, right? The death yeah, sticks. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just don't worry no. about it. <laughs> no, no death sticks. Don't no right. pain well, sticks. I, no, At the like, end of that round, like a it's, Darren's, it's Darren's <laughs> team two and Daniel's team two. Ha-ha! We, we cannot lose or win without each other, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next is round two. I think the only reason I come here is to listen to these wonderful speeches of yours. For Charlene, <laughs> here's Darren and Aaron. They'll do selections of dialogue from Next Gen. And she'll get a point for guessing each correct episode title. Got a kind of character. Wait. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do the first. They're gonna do scene one first, Aaron. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that would make sense. You ready? <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm ready when you are. All right. <clears throat> first, Captain, you will return the traitor Jerok. Then you will surrender as prisoners of war. You seriously expect me <laughs> to accept those terms? <laughs> no, Captain Picard, I expect you won't. You have 30 seconds to decide. I do not require one, Tomalock. I urge you, Captain Picard, surrender. Consider the men and women you would lead into a lost cause. If the cause is just and honorable, they are prepared to give their lives. Are you prepared to die today, Tomalock? I expected more from you than an idle threat, Picard. <laughs> then you shall have it. 
Mr. Wolf. Don't understand this panel configuration. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of it. Aaron right, is a Shark. sassy tomalock. So, Shar, can you guess? Can you guess that that uh, episode? Oh my God! I'm trying to think of which episode with Tomalock it is. And also, um, if you can't guess, the other team is allowed to steal. Oh, stop everything! What? T- how much time do I get here? You, you just you, you just need the Jeopardy, on. like, dude. You dude, get dude, one dude. of your Earth minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I, I'm you have plugging. thirty I'm seconds thinking. to decide. Five. Yeah, it's, I know I'm, the scene. The computer speaking. Um, Five, the defector? Four. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> Good job. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I pulled that out. Oh. <laughs> Round of applause. So right that now. is impressive. <laughs> Good job. All right. That was a rush. Okay. Darren and Aaron, scene number two. Four. Okay. okay we go. <laughs> Good evening, Commander Data. Captain? Is there any word yet on the missing fragment? The computer is processing the data. I will be notified as soon as there is any information. Commander, your reputation for physical strength is known even in the Klingon Empire. Are you familiar with the Bahagul Challenge? I'm familiar with many Klingon challenges, including the <laughs> Bahagul. <laughs> Wah! Chu! Bah! <laughs> 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 my upper spinal support is a polyaly designed for extreme stress. My skull is composed of cordonine and uranium. I understand your sexual prowess is also never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Char. Can I just keep watching this? This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I think the action figures really, really help, I'm hoping. I didn't look at the screen because yes. I just did not. I know. I kept on oh, I, I can't so make eye awesome, contact. You guys, this is so much fun. I know the scene. It's from the chase. That is correct. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Who needs acting when you have action figures? I should have had my cold still because I could have really had the gravelly voice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's all right. (laughs) That was really good, you guys. Good job, Char. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You did great. (laughs) We heard from the season three episode, The Defector. The story at one point during rewrites also included a love story between Dr. Beverly Crusher and Admiral Jarrock. Calm down, shippers. (laughs) We also heard from The Chase from the sixth season. This episode features Captain Picard being drawn into a mystery spanning light years and various species after the death of his beloved mentor, Richard Galen. Calm down, shippers! <laughs> I don't Didn't we rewrite that episode? Out like this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've seen that episode since it aired, maybe. All right. Just listen to our rewrite. It's a little better. <laughs> yeah, I like your rewrite. All right, for Amy... Here's Sue Uh-oh. and Daniel. Good luck guessing the episode. Oh, no. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> no big deal. I'm very, very no masculine and Klingon-y. <laughs> Knowing their mission might help us understand them. There is nothing to understand. These are Klingons. They'll attack. In their minds, we're the enemy, and there's no way we're going to talk them out of that. And I do not appreciate being interrupted. And I do not appreciate wasting my time. We were instructed to come up with options. There aren't any. The assignment's hopeless. 
There are always options. Oh, are there? Tell me whatever happened to that wonderful Klingon fatalism of yours. My experiences on board this ship have taught me that most problems have more than one solution. Starfleet hasn't improved you one bit. You are as stubborn as ever. Are you going to carry out your duties or aren't you? All right, I will. Upon due consideration of the problem and careful examination of all possible options, my original recommendation stands. Meeting adjourned. All right, Amy. Oh, I was trying to figure out who Worf was talking to, but I, I know who I think I know who it is now. One of one of my Earth minutes, huh? Let's see. <laughs> or a Klingon Kotka. For for you, I give two minutes for you and your gallant team. Is he talking to Shelby? All right, Amy, no. I'm afraid. Like do, is it time pass up? It over. Is time up? I'm sorry. I, okay, I see a man named Aaron in the back who's raising his hand. Aaron knows. <laughs> the emissary. Go for the steal. The emissary is correct. It's Kalar. Oh, it's Kalar. Oh, yes, yes. I tried. I couldn't tell if it was Kern or Kalar at first. but then you, were, <laughs> you, were, you, I, you were speaking like more rationally, so I didn't feel like the, the like force of Kalar. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Go team. <laughs> all, right, all right, scene number two or four, depending on how you're counting, for Amy. Guinan? It was a little quiet down in Ten Forward, so I thought I'd get off a little target practice. Do you mind if I join you? You? Practice? Why are you a Muppet? <laughs> when did you turn into Yoda? Are you practicing? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's how the rest of this is going. So uh, let's uh, let's get there. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I like to keep my <laughs> I like to keep my eyes sharp. I practiced at level 14! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't handle Grover on the holodeck! (laughs) You sound like Grover! This is so great! (laughs) Are you supposed to be Worf? Uh, well, I yes. thought I was, but now I'm I'm not. I'm Grover. So. You're Grover. <laughs> Can I guess? Or are you I, done? <laughs> oh no, we have like three quarters still to go. But oh, if go, you, go. If you, oh. <laughs> is it re- redemption? It is redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for putting us out of our misery. You sounded like a like girl. Yes, you sounded like a muppet. That is not a word. Oh, I'm a muppet now. Can we just do a whole show like this sometime? Hang on, I I kind of feel shortchanged, and I think that me and Sue should actually get to finish our scene here. But by all means, Daniel. By all means. <laughs> Sue, do Miss Piggy to be a photon torpedo sound. Podcast. Yeah, it's I'm up sorry, to you. It's up bad. to you, Sue. Now, go ahead. Wait, I already closed the thing. I have to reopen it. <laughs> hmm. I guess I could come down to that level for a while. Begin program. You know, I had a bet with the captain that I could make you laugh before you became lieutenant commander. Not a good bet today. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I like it. Klingons do not laugh. Oh, yes, they do. Absolutely, they do. You don't. 
But I've heard Klingon belly laughs that'll curl your hair. And your son laughs. He's Klingon. He is a child and part human. That's right. And you're not. You're full Klingon. Except you don't laugh. I do not laugh because I do not feel like laughing. Other Klingons feel like laughing. What does that say about you? Perhaps that says that I do not feel like other Klingons. So we heard from the emissary, which focuses on the relationship between Worf and Kalar, played memorably by Susie Plaxon. Tracy Torme, who wrote The Schizoid Man, had wanted to develop a romance between Dr. Salar, also played by Plaxon, and Worf, but the Ooh. idea was overruled when the emissary was being planned. Torme complained that the premise was, quote, obvious. Had it been a Vulcan, it would have been a lot more interesting, end quote. I mean, sure, a Klingon runs into his half-human, half-Klingon old girlfriend. She surprises him with a son years later, right before she's killed by a candidate for the Klingon Chancellorhood until Worf kills him, wherein he sends a son away to his adoptive Earth parents to be raised until Alexander eventually time travels back from the past to warn his father about how to raise him. You're right, Tracy. It's so cliche. <laughs> we also heard from Redemption. In 1991, former President Ronald Reagan visited the set during the filming of this episode. After being introduced to several actors dressed in full Klingon warrior garb, Reagan was asked what he thought of the Klingons. I like them, he said. They remind me of Congress. (laughs) You know what? I I don't have a better joke than that. All right. At the end of the round, it's Darren's team five, Daniel's team three. Close. Oh, it's like two each. I was like, what? I only missed one. (laughs) All right. It's time for round three. Guess Q. Darren's team is first. I'll give you five details about a character. The sooner you name the character, the more points you'll receive for the right answer. Are you ready, Darren's team? Okay, we gotta get, we'll we'll discuss and then I lock in our vote. You guys ready? Okay. Okay, we're ready. First detail. This character was played by five different actors if you also count a photo appearance. Well, it's not Data, because that's only one actor who plays five other characters. So, Yeah, um, yeah I got nothing Zephyrin, Not Riker's Zephyrin dad. Cochran, because, I mean, that's James Cromwell, but also someone different in the original series. Would it, it wouldn't be Alexander, would it? No. I don't think there were that many actors mm-hmm. playing him. I don't think so either. Ugh. And we only get one clue per question? <laughs> no. Do you want your second detail now? Yeah, we'll take, our, se- we'll, ta- we'll take our second. Okay. Yeah. Detail number two: this character, uh, this character appeared on one other Star Trek series other than the Next Generation. Yeah, that helped a lot, Philip. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've done five. Wow, um, are we sure it's not Alexander? Alexander was on DS Nine, correct? Yeah. You got Sarek. Well, so, okay, so you got old Alexander, young Alexander. Was he played by a th- another at- kid actor twice when he was little? I, I think, yeah, there might have been, like, preschool Alexander, and then there was the Brian, oh. whatever his last name is, Alexander. Maybe it's Alexander, It could Garth. be Picard, too. Because wasn't yeah. there, like, the the younger Picard, there was the... Oh. the the There's pictures of him when he was, like, in Academy days, which are, like, Photoshopped, and, and are we counting movies? Yeah. So yeah, and then there's um the uh the tapestry. Yeah, and he he's... was in DS9 for 
Yeah, there's yeah, well, and there and there's rascals. Yeah, rascals. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, I think that's enough. For we me. get another clue. Um. Well, we get less points if we uh if we use another clue. But if we get it wrong, we get no points. <laughs> okay, we'll take one more clue. The character's birthday is in the forty third day of Mach-Tag, start date four three two zero five. I'm guessing Thanks. it's Alexander, because then Hang on. Why else? You are correct. We can. And yeah. Sue has something to tell you about not listening to women. So that what? is three points Wait, for what? Darren. <laughs> what? 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 We were she's all like discussing. Not, what she's are like you kissing her about? cat. She's not paying attention. <laughs> so we got three Slug points for Alexander. Yelling. Yeah. Okay. It's well, That's good though. We took an extra rounds. point because I was about to say Picard. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, um, Aaron. Yes. As listeners know. You're responsible for bringing Earl Grey jokes and references to life as a designer. So how long have you been a graphic designer? Uh, I guess technically uh, for like pay since 1988. All right. And do you have a design in mind for this episode yet? I already started and also, one. how <laughs> how hashtag so LA is that design? It's it, very LA. It's very, very LA. <laughs> it better be LA. Is LA going to win? All right. Daniel's team is next with their character. Daniel, is your team ready? We are, re- we are we're ready. We're ready, right? Yeah. yeah. Ready. I really we are very you, ready. All right. I really wanted to give you Alexander, Daniel. I, Make sure you I'm listen really to the other members, apparently, Alexander. Daniel, because, you know. I would not have picked Alexander on principle, thereby giving up points. So I'm glad you I did know. not pick Alexander. Okay. <laughs> so here's your first detail the character's middle name is Endicott. wow uh doesn't do anything for me how about you guys i'm so glad you guys got this one there there is Indicott. it rings a bell but i i am i am thinking of i need more no, 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 I, yeah, one more, one oh more gosh, at least. Lena, will you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Endicott. <laughs> All right, detail number two. Viewers saw this character advance in rank and get assigned to two different starships. I'm still stuck on Endicott, but I'm not, I know I'm not playing, but... <laughs> <laughs> Barkley, Endicott, Reginald, two Barkley, different... Endicott, Barkley. No, Except he didn't get assigned to two different starships. Yeah, well, I different. mean, he did, but not in TNG. Um, yeah, okay. I, yeah, are we... Anything? Um, two different starships and advance in rank. We saw Beverly advance in rank, but that's not her middle name. Middle name is Cheryl. That would be weird. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also she's also Howard, her like her maiden name. So I was like, damn it, that's not it either. <laughs> and Wesley's right. middle name is Eugene, so it's not him, right? Yeah, right. So Daniel, you don't have an answer yet, right? Is that what you're telling me? We do uh, not have an answer yet. No, I don't think we have an answer. Okay, all right. So it's number right. detail number three: this character appeared in a Trek series. Besides TNG. Ah! <laughs> um, you guys, I think it might be Barkley. What is it? I'm thinking... Reginald Endicott Barkley? I mean... Uh, you know what? Guy. What a terrible <laughs> name. I mean, he has kind of a dorky name already. I mean, does it, it kind of fits. It does fit because his name is dorky. Um, <sighs> I don't want to risk it, though. I'm not confident... I, enough to risk it what, what do you think we're already down so many points only down two we're only down two 
if we guess and we get it wrong, we get zero points. If we wait one more uh, one more round, we'll get at least two points, I think is how it works. Is that right? And yeah. then we'll be down three. And then we'll be down three points at that so point. So, Daniel, I'm hearing, you, do you have an answer or not? <laughs> uh, no, no, we will, we will wait okay. one more Detail round. Detail number four, this character likes cats. Oh! oh. It's Sue. <laughs> Sue, Sue you could have told us what Endicott. your middle name was Oh my goodness Look, the only one we ever see with a cat Other than Data, who claims to like them Well, Beverly does But it's gotta be Reg It's gotta be I Reg think it, yeah, I, think I wish can. we guessed it in the beginning, I really do Alright, it's, it's Reg Reg, okay, Reg. so again Learning to listen to women, uh, you get two points in that round. <laughs> oh, we could have gotten four points. It's okay. Is it like Endicott I'm not the, the third? one saying this? <laughs> okay. Endicott is his middle, so he is Reginald Endicott. Endicott Barkley. Broccoli. All right. Broccoli. All right. All right. <laughs> Broccoli. Bok choy. So at the end of that round, for it's, him, it's Darren's team eight, Daniel's team five. I just want to point out it's eleven o'clock at night here. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so oh, I just, here I comes just... <laughs> the East Coast excuses. I agree. It's eleven at night. LA team is like, I just ate dinner. I'm so full. I actually haven't had dinner. For yet. real, man. <laughs> Starving. Coma. It's, it's, struggle is real. All right. So now we go to the last round, the streaming round of episode descriptions. We put thirty seconds on the clock for a team, and they have to name the episode based on me giving them the Netflix summary. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, Netflix summaries God. are the worst. Because they're so bad. They're bad. Because, they're bad. Because they're like they watch generic. the first five minutes of the episode and then stop, and then that's what they write as the summary. <laughs> Just think they're of the first gen- five like, episodes. Five there's minutes. a problem on the Enterprise. Yeah. Period. <laughs> no, it, it's like data. So data is doing a play. Don has but issues. But that's literally the thing has anything to do <laughs> yeah. with the show. Oh, okay. Oh, doing so, a play is frame of mind or nth degree. I know that. <laughs> yes. I had to. actually doing a play. I had to look them up for my literature panel. Data learned something about humanity. (laughs) (laughs) All right, because Darren's team is winning, they'll go first. That sounds. I don't like that idea. We should go first to get make up our drive the home field advantage. Okay. All right. So thirty seconds. Virtual. There's no home field. (laughs) Your time starts now. Shortly after the Enterprise saves a planet from an asteroid impact by destroying it, the ship begins experiencing strange breakdowns. Okay, it's like the that's the one with the core fragment, or it's like season one or two. You can always pass. Dan. It is. Can we pass. Pass. All right. A long lost ship is found on a planet where cosmic storms prevented detection for two hundred years. Oh, can we talk? Oh, it's the. It's, um. It's the one with. They, it's, uh, the, with it's the. It's the one where they t- no, no. They get taken it's the over. One where they the take over. over. Yeah. Um. Oh. Power play. Power play. It's correct. Number three, Data rescues a boy, and in a way to repress his own pain, the boy begins to mimic Data's personality. It's, um... Oh, isn't it, like, human worship? Uh, no. Uh, hero worship. Hero worship, yeah. correct. Rest reaching Panthera 4 after an asteroid wreaks havoc of catastrophic propor- proportions, the Enterprise crew deals with trying to save the planet. It's the one with Max Hedrum. Uh, oh, Matt Arsenal Fewer. Freedom. No, no, Matt Fewer. The one from He's Time Traveler from the future. <laughs> But he's not. He's in oh, the 22nd century. Oh, um, it's with the watch. He's got the watch on oh, the Oh, I'm sorry. Your time's oh, over. That oh, was a matter of time. No, matter, matter of time. I know the episodes. The, I don't know the I know titles. Matt, I know Matt Brewer. Yeah. I was like, I love him. And the first one you missed was Cost of Living. 
Uh, oh. Okay. Eh. Right. We got what, three. That's not too bad. All right. All right. One every ten seconds. All right, Daniel. <laughs> okay, I'm somewhere. terrible at episode names. Okay. All right. Let's go. Cupid. Make them all cute. Philip, make them all cute ones. Darren's team has ten. You need five to tie. Wow. Okay. Oh, no. Woo. No, we can do this. We can do this. All right. Your time starts now. After a century of silence, the Enterprise receives a message from the Sheliak system informing them that they have discovered a human colony. Data's on the planet. Uh, oh, shoot. He's on the, he kisses. Yes. He, yes. Oh. He kisses a woman. With the radiation. Uh, yes. Oh, um. Wow. I don't remember episode titles. Um, with the radiation, I. Remember, you can pass, Daniel. Let's go to the next one. Pass it. Next pass, one. Pass, next pass, one. Pass, pass. All right. The ensigns of command. The Enterprise is carrying an eminent scientist, Dr. Paul Stubbs, to the side of a binary star where they are expecting a massive stellar explosion. That is the worst. That is the worst description ever. <laughs> no, I know the episode, but it's uh, it's Paul Stubbs. Oh, 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 evolution. Evolution's correct. Oh. All right, the Enterprise picks up ancient radio signal code from the ruined planet. Data. Aurelius Nine, a remnant of a total war over a thousand years ago. Oh. Is that something different? Oh shoot! Pass, pass. The enterprise—that was booby trap. Booby the trap. enterprise pursues a race of gatherers who continue to raid Federation outposts, unaware of the dangers lurking among them. That's the uh, neutral zone. Yeah. It's the vengeance factor. Vengeance. Oh, the widow no. of a respected scientist, Doctor Nell Apgar, accuses Riker of seducing her and killing her <gasps> husband. Oh, oh, oh I know it. The, uh, the timeline. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the one where they're in the holodeck. It's the one that Darren yes, the holodeck and they figure out what happened oh. for real. And is she didn't really die. Or I mean, he didn't really murder him. <laughs> All right. Time's up. That was a, a matter of perspective. perspective. Uh, oh, this one so is for Daniel and Daniel only. <laughs> <laughs> Much to Captain Picard's displeasure, Q reappears on the Enterprise, claiming to have been ejected from the Q continuum and stripped of his powers. No Q-less! One only Q-less! Did. It's Q-less! I get ten bonus points! It's Q-less! It's Deja Q. It's Deja Q! You are wrong! No! Wow. You, I believed you, Daniel. You were so confident. I was like, no, I just watched that one. I'm so bad. At the end of the game, the score is Darren's team 10, Daniel's team 6. That means Darren's team wins. I think what we've learned is Char has to be on every team that you want to win. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, damn right. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks to Charlene Schmidt, Aaron Harvey, Sue Kissenweather, and Amy Imhoff. On behalf of Daniel Peru and Darren Moser, I'm Philip Gilfus, thanking you for listening to the very first Encounter at All Good Things. And I ask you to remember this. Star Trek The Next Generation is a place for family, a place for understanding, and a place for introspection. It's also the one where Brent Spiner dressed up like an Old West prostitute and kissed the Klingon security chief in front of his son. But game show panels are not the only thing we've been doing here at Trek.fm this week. Here's what else you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. You've heard Chief Trip sign on. Uh, I'm serious, Ken. Actually, out of the chair, please. Okay, okay. God. <laughs> I guess the Commodore has the con. <laughs>
Earl Grey. Did you really write down Groppler Zorn on this list? <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> what fruit did he like before he got to apples? <laughs> the Ready Room. I think all of us Star Trek fans at one point or another probably retreat into this universe we love, Star Trek, that is it's a fictional world. What are you talking we about, Zachary? Are you, you suggesting that real? like fans <laughs> might decide to buy microphones and like talk about it like it's real for hours on end? Commentary, Trek stars. That's important to note, too, is The Rock naturally, it, he appears in his natural state, which is glistening and flexing in every single scene. I almost want to give him hypertension medicine because it's like, okay, okay, calm, just calm down just a little. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. You can listen to every show on the network at Trek.fm with links for iTunes, streaming services, and a direct download link. This week of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com. This is a great way for you to read all of the books you want to read but never have time for. Audible is always expanding with over 150,000 titles to choose from. There are classics, current bestsellers, and famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation. Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to try out Audible yourself. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. To support Trek FM, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Thank you, Audible, for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. If you are a weekly listener and would like to directly help Earl Grey, please consider becoming a patron of Trek FM. At patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose a pledge level and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. You'll be inside the Observation Lounge of our network, able to participate in our monthly patron roundtable podcasts and supporting the production of all of our great content. We would like to take this moment to thank our current patron associate producers, Stephen Boyd and Ron Sarna. Thank you for supporting Earl Grey. Connect with other Trek FM listeners on our Facebook discussion group called The Babel Conference, found through the Facebook search field, or like the facebook.com slash trekfm page for show updates and announcements. The network is also on Twitter, at Trek FM. All right, so the winning team first. Charlene, when you're not winning every single thing that's made possible, where can people find you? Man, I wish I was winning all the freaking time, man. I'd be the champion at life, but I'm not. And you can find out how much of a loser I am, usually, on Twitter. My handle is oh the profanity, and you can find me also co-hosting uh, To The Journey. To The, to the Journey! There we go, awesome. With Tristan Riddell and new episodes drop every Thursday, we talk all things Voyager. All right. And Aaron, when you're not designing designs for the winning teams, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at GeekFilter, and you can find me as a co-host on Saturday Morning Trek. And we're, we're going to attempt to put out more episodes every month, which I think I'm just causing myself some sort of sadomasochistic uh, <laughs> pain there but uh uh you can find me there and you can find me in the babel conference i'm kind of there a lot all right sue when you're not being ignored by daniel where can people find you you can find me on twitter at spaltor that's s-p-a-l-t-o-r or here on the network on women at work all right and amy when you're not rubbing in charlene's face the fact that you get to interview jillian anderson where can people find you i hate you (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I love you. That's awesome. Uh, so you can find me in a couple places right now. I'm writing um, for my own blog, which is shoesandstarships.com. I'm on Twitter at lightstar1013. And I am contributing to Legion of Leia and to Screen Prism and very soon to Trek Movie with uh, Kayla Iacomino. And Darren, um, when you're trying to figure out what this feeling is inside, what's it called? <laughs> Winning? <laughs> Where can people Winning. find you? I'm saving this moment for, oh my goodness. It's amazing. Shut up! You <laughs> shut up! You shut your mouth! <laughs> you know, can we do bridge rates like solo? Because, you know, I'm getting a good streak now. Yeah. No, well, if when I'm not uh, gracefully with dignity losing to my compatriot Daniel, they can find me, like Aaron said, talking about Saturday mornings in the 70s, even though I wasn't alive. It's amazing. Time travel and all that. But yeah, Saturday morning track as we go through the animated series and have a lot of fun. Um, they can also find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And Daniel, if they want to talk to the person who's the weakest link, where can they find you? Oh, oh. you know, I will say Harsh. for all I'm, I'm going to say for all of our listeners, that was a setup joke because he gave me a Q episode, a Q title episode uh, question, and he knows it's my weakest. Anyways, uh, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to get mad. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, one of Dan. That is the number one, not the word. All right. And if folks want to talk to me about how I make the puppets dance, um, they can find me on Twitter. <laughs> They're Muppets. That's it. Make the oh! <laughs> My handle. Today is a good day to die. <laughs> Save it for the outro. <laughs> but my handle on there is NC Public Servant. That's NC for no co-host because they're dragging me down. <laughs> All right, folks. Oh. This has been great. Um, it's good to have guests like this. I, I almost feel like I'm the, at the ready room, but it can't be ours because it would be really tight in there and someone has to feed the fish. So until next week, we'll hope you'll come back and enjoy some Earl Grey. Until then, make it so. Live long and prosper. Engage. Fire. Fire.